Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Well, I'll tell you what, to say that there's nothing happening right now would be about the dumbest thing on the face of the planet for anyone to say. I think that what this is showing us, too, which is depressing if you sit around and just stew about it for a while, is that you know that there are people walking around who have no idea what's going on. Not a clue. And they don't see all of these different things happening and all these different distractions. And we know who a lot of these people are, unfortunately. I think that's equally as alarming as, of course, everything else that is occurring right now. It's just never-ending. The constant story changes, the constant distractions, it's 100% exhausting. There's absolutely no way around that. So here's where I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the train derailment in Ohio and just mention a few things here. In fact, I know that I said in the last episode that I had some audio I wanted to play and I ended up not playing it. Uh, My apologies on that. I sort of get off on a rant and then I forget to play the audio. Uh, I've got some audio here that I do want to play, though. This first piece, which I'll play right now, is from a local news outlet. I just have a couple of things I want to read also, and then I'm going to play another little TikTok video here from someone who apparently used to live in the area, uh, a teenage female, and she's describing some of the things that she has heard from people who live there and what's going on. And then, yeah, I have plenty of other things to get to, a few education-related things. There was an alleged shooting on the uh, Michigan State University campus. I want to get to that. Some jab-related things as well. And then I want to wrap up with a nice email that I received from a listener regarding the waking up process. And it was, uh, it was, it made my day. It was one of those things that I just needed to read, and it came at just the right time. So, yeah, I really enjoyed reading it, and I'm going to read it here at the end of this episode. Uh, As far as the 5G guy goes, he bailed again, said he had technical issues, whatever else. I mean, look, here's here's how it works with me. I'm a pretty simple guy. You say you're going to do something at a particular time, do it. And if you're not going to do it or you can't, then you need to tell me immediately that you can't. You know, I was I was ready to go with a Zoom call, sitting there waiting for 40 straight minutes, burning 40 minutes of my day because I had other things to do. And, you know, I, I, I really don't know what else to say. I mean, they got a hold of me over an hour and a half later and basically said, hey, I'm available now. Can you do it now? And I was like, no, I can't. I'm doing other things now. So I don't know. I'm not really that interested in it. We know what 5G is doing to people. We know that it's directly uh, tied into the shots. I had a couple of basic questions, but I can find the answers on my own, and I'll probably just do it that way. Anyway, sorry for uh, leading people to believe that I was going to have a conversation with someone because I I thought that was going to take place, but whatever. I'll bring the information to you instead. How's that? Okay. Moving on here, here's the audio from the local news outlet. Give this a listen. 
I'm Stan Boney. It's now been 10 days since Norfolk Southern train derailed in East Palestine. And tonight we know more about the chemicals that were on the train. First News digital reporter Jen Rodriguez has been in the village today taking a closer look at what else was on that train. She has those details and much more in our top story tonight at 6. We now know three more chemicals that were on board the Norfolk Southern train that derailed here in East Palestine just over a week ago. And we're being told that some of those chemicals are dangerous. We basically nuked the town with chemicals so we could get a railroad open. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency sent a letter to Norfolk Southern stating that ethylene glycol monobutyl ether acrylate and isobutylene were also in the rail cars that were derailed, breached, or on fire. Cagiano says acrylate is especially worrisome. He says it's a carcinogen and contact with it can cause burning and irritation in the skin and eyes. Breathing it in can irritate the nose, throat, and cause coughing and shortness of breath. Isobutylene is also known to cause dizziness and drowsiness when inhaled. I was kind of surprised that when they quickly told the people they can go back home, but then said if they feel like they want their uh, their homes tested, uh, they can have them tested. I, I would have far rather they did all the testing. Cagiano says it's possible some of these chemicals could still be present in homes and on objects until you clean them thoroughly. Oh, there's a lot of what ifs, and we're going to be looking at this thing 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line and wondering, gee, cancer clusters could pop up, you know, well water could go bad. Kajiano recommends anyone who's in the East Palestine area get a health checkup. He says get a record now of where your health stands so that moving forward you have documentation of any possibly related effects to the train derailment. In East Palestine, Jennifer Rodriguez, WKBN 27 First News. Nuked the town so that they could get the railway back open. And oh, by the way, just go to your local doctor and uh, get a checkup and see if you're okay. You know, those same doctors that were pushing the jabs on everybody. I'm sure these are the people you need to trust when it comes to chemical agents floating around in the water and in the soil and in the air. Honestly, it's just so maddening. It's all so flippin' maddening. Uh, where to even begin with this? Ladies and gentlemen, that side of Ohio is Amish country, big time. South Central, South Eastern, and Eastern Ohio is is Amish country. A lot of farmland, some of it's owned by Bill Gates. There are so many prongs on this fork as to why this all transpired. It's it's mind numbing. You know, I'm I'm almost at a loss. Let me read this too. I put this up on my Gab page. This was from someone on one of the Chan boards. Of course, Norfolk Southern runs the line. And uh, this particular post said this. Joe Biden, it's his quote, Joe Biden forced the rail unions to stop striking by threatening them all with life in prison. The rail unions were striking in November, December over something called PSR. PSR is precision scheduled railroading. It means fewer crews, less maintenance, fewer days off, longer trains, and just general unsafe business practices, all in the name of keeping trains moving at all times to maximize profits. Profits that were taken by the Jewish owned hedge funds, 
that own the railroad companies so that they can buy back their own stock, which they have done at record rates, coincidentally, ever since PSR became the common practice in the last five to ten years, depending on railroad company. On February 3rd, a train heading from Illinois toward Conway Station ran over a sensor that detects heat on the train wheels and axles and told them their wheels were on fire. Instead of stopping and, and, and inspecting and repairing the damage, the crew on the train was ordered to dispatch and keep going toward Conway. So for over 20 miles until it hit East Palestine, the train was going 30 plus miles per hour with its wheels melting and they knew it. And as you would expect, the top holders for Norfolk Southern are Vanguard, J.P. Morgan, BlackRock, and State Street Global. And where is Pete Buttplug regarding all of his transportation secretary nonsense? Where's he on all of this? I'm telling you what, if, if I, I gotta tell you what. There is a difference between, in my mind, all right? So ride this wave with me just for a minute. I know a lot of people are saying to themselves, well, this is all being done to wake people up. I don't disagree with that. However, people are dying, and this is not a joke. This is not, this is not funny. I'm fully aware of the predictive programming that's taken place. There's some Netflix film out there called White Noise that has to do with a train derailment in Ohio, and apparently, allegedly, they even recruited some of the extras for that movie from East Palestine. Again, I don't know that for certain. It's just one of those things that I've, I've come across during this entire time. Um, we know predictive programming is certainly real. It's a very real thing. but. When on earth is the the messaging of of this being a you know we're trying to wake people up kind of thing and oh by the way people are dying and getting sick and livestock is dying and wildlife is dying and x y z how much of our environment has to be destroyed in order to wake people up how many people have to be killed in order to wake people up about particular issues and particular things while at the exact same time, we let politicians just walk around as if nothing is happening. When are the citizens of our country going to join together and go after these people? I'm not, I'm not kidding. I mean, I'm dead serious. I hate to sound like, I hate to sound like Joe Biden there, you know? <laughs> no, no, seriously, seriously, I'm not kidding. Listen, folks, listen. You know, but uh, honest to God, I mean, uh, these people are responsible for the cover-up of all of this. And again, apparently there's supposed to be some kind of a news conference that's taking place in East Palestine or at least a, uh, you know, a town hall meeting or something of, uh, along those lines. I mean, first of all, who's going to show up? Second of all, how many police are going to be there to keep the citizens from ripping everybody there? Limb from limb. Is Mike DeWine going to be there? Or did he only show up 
earlier on when the journalist was arrested to make sure that the cover-up was in full effect and everybody's okay and everybody can go back to their homes and don't worry about the cancer that you're going to get in just a couple of years. This is the part of it that I just think people need to consider. Because again, the walls are closing in when it comes to where this is happening and how closely to you it's occurring. Now again, geographically speaking, East Palestine is on the opposite side of Ohio, where I of course live. However, I'm an hour north of the Ohio River. And these poisons have made their way into the Ohio River and have worked their way down and are being tested in Cincinnati. And apparently the waterworks situation down there is they're consistently testing it, but it's been shown that it's already there. So, again, you know, is this going to impact spring water also? You know, I'm in my left hand right here, I have a bottle of Crystal Geyser Natural uh, Alpine Spring Water. This comes from Cherokee National Forest in Tennessee. Uh, you know, is this going to be good in the future? Is this going to is this going to be consumable without people getting sick? I just I I don't know. My my money's on no. It's probably not going to be a good thing. Ice Mountain Water comes from Michigan. Apparently, that's still okay. But dead livestock has has been reported as far west as Columbus, Ohio, and as far north as Cleveland and further west than Cleveland, all the way down the state. So, yeah, you know, I'm rambling a little bit and I'm just at a loss because this is this is massive. This was a purpose. This was done on purpose. Again, whether it is a political botch job regarding policy and safety measures and what have you, you know, that's one thing. But what does the, you know, there were reports again that the train tracks were on fire um, 10, 20 minutes before the train even rolled through, where the train went off the rails. So explain that one. Why would they blow the cars up? Instead of lifting them back up, putting them back on, or just hauling them away on trucks, one one car at a time. It's, uh, I don't know, it has to be deliberate. The whole thing is 100% deliberate, and what on earth is it going to take before we start going after the people who aren't providing answers because we are providing answers whereas these elected officials quote unquote or selected officials are not providing anything which means do we really need them around do we need them around when was the last time a politician did anything for us it's it's uh is a big problem and this is not a problem that's going to go away Here's another piece of audio. Again, this is from a young gal who is angry, and rightfully so, and she's describing things that she is hearing from people that she knows who live there, and she used to live in the general vicinity. So give this a listen, which, by the way, this was on Jack Posobiec's Twitter account, and then it was deleted later in the day. 
So, yeah, Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, it still censors. Weird. Give this a listen in three, two, one. I see so many people talking about the train derailment at East Palestine, Ohio. And all I'm going to ask is that if you do this, you get your facts right. I literally grew up right down the road from East Palestine. Um, My old childhood best friend lives in the fucking town. Um, My current best friend literally lives right next to the town. It is so much worse than what the media is telling any of us. I'm getting reports from people that are down there right now that they're literally seeing schools of fish floating down streams, rivers, fucking dead. I got a video from my friend, okay, and she's like walking, dude, it's all fucking dead all fucking dead and on the top of the water is a really pretty chemical rainbow sheen the chemicals are in the fucking water and they're lying to the rest of the country saying they're not the water's been contaminated the soil's been contaminated the fucking air is contaminated you literally are about to see some of the worst fucking health side effects coming out of people in that town it's not even funny and y'all want to know something even more fucked up the restaurant that i work at in a whole different state had to donate food to them because we had people from the churches calling to tell us that red cross never Never fucking came. FEMA never fucking came. The environmental con- con- conservationists still have yet to fucking come, and nobody's fucking helping them. Meaning, all of the fucking firefighters that we're working get no food, have nothing to help them, nothing. Okay, all the people that were displaced have no food, water, a place to stay. None of that shit. It is so much worse than what they're telling you. And TikTok probably won't even let me post this video. But if this video gets posted, please save it and repost it everywhere you fucking can. Because I'm telling y'all, they are covering this shit up. They are covering this shit up because they don't want to get out how bad it actually was. This was not good. This was the worst fucking thing that's happened probably in the past eight years. That entire town is basically unlivable now because of the fucking chemicals. And they're lying telling civilians that it's safe, knowing damn well because I took chemistry and I know chemicals and I have this awesome fucking supercomputer in my hand. The side effects from breathing in those chemicals, they're covering shit up. They're covering shit up. They're covering shit up. But it's not surprising. She gets to be mad. Everybody gets to be mad. Everybody should be mad. I don't care where you live. This is my state too. I'm mad. I don't like this either. A couple other posts here I want to read. Here's one, another one I put up on Gab uh, from one of the chat boards I, I am a part of and pay attention to. It's titled Vinyl Chloride. Ohio is fucked. Says when they burn the vinyl chloride, there's no way to they got 100% of it. And then they have a link to the interesting f- data on its half life. It says that shit has a half life of 3.2 days in the air, 280 days in the topsoil, 
1,400 days in the surface water, 4,400 days in groundwater. That means it takes over 12 years for the concentration to drop by just 50% in groundwater and almost four years in surface water. Eastern Ohio is fucked, and Pennsylvania isn't in great shape either. When that shit rains down, the area that gets the rain is going to be an instant cancer cluster. When it gets into the Ohio River Basin uh, farmland, you'd better make sure your produce doesn't come from there, unquote. And again, it's just, it's going to be next to impossible to figure that out. Here's another post from one of the Chans. It said the following, quote, Shocking environmental disaster intentionally caused by federal government. A derailed train carrying many carloads of polyvinyl chloride, or apparently it was just vinyl chloride, there is a difference, uh, was detonated on purpose in Palestine, Ohio. That's the last thing you'd ever want to do. That substance, when not cured, as was the case, is probably the worst carcinogen known to man. I think they, quote-unquote, wanted to cause a huge disaster, so they derailed the train on purpose, and then for no conceivable reason, put explosives on the tanks and blew them up on purpose. A side comment here, something that is getting censored, but I have known about it since the 80s. Uncured polyvinyl chloride is bad. A, uh, sorry, it says, quote, I found out that after someone I knew had to walk into a cleanup scene and died of cancer within two months. You cannot expose yourself to uncured liquid PVC fumes no matter what. Cured is fine. Uncured, it's one of the worst things there is. I repeat, they derailed a train carrying perhaps the worst chemical cargo possible and then detonated every single car carrying that substance on purpose right in the middle of the most prime farmland in our country. That's a clear and obvious act of war waged on the United States by the government. Clearly, obviously, the worst enemy of the United States is its own government. Stolen elections have consequences, and this is proof. This weather system, quote-unquote, is in fact the worst toxic waste known to man, put into the sky by the government of the United States. The environmental destruction will be incalculable. And this is not even being picked up by the mainstream media. Unquote. Tucker Carlson brought it up finally. The other day, uh, yeah. I came across another substack here. This is from Scotty D's Info Bombs from February 13th, titled A Domestic Chernobyl in East Palestine, Ohio, Dead Animals, People Getting Sick, Arrested Journalists, and a Mainstream Media Blackout. Um, lots of information here. Lots of information on the chemicals being used, lots of information on the dead animals, the dead reptiles, amphibians, fish, you name it. Uh, the corrosion of automobiles, the white noise movie connection. Again, the arrested journalist for reporting inside of that gymnasium. I put that entire video up on Gab also. When is, you know, when is too much too much? When is enough enough? I'm just going to keep saying that. You know, I. I, I really don't know what else to say. 
I don't know what more people need in order to start ripping these politicians limb from limb. Apparently some lawsuit has been filed. I don't care. That, do, that, doesn't, that doesn't fix anything. A lawsuit isn't going to fix a thing. They've wiped this town out. They've wiped it out completely. The pictures are horrifying. I mean, they're absolutely horrifying. So, all right. I'm going to put that one down now, but, uh, you know, if more information comes out in the future, I'll certainly do my best to, to bring it here. Okay. Of course, a lot of the people in the alternative media, so to speak, are, are I know, mentioning it and maybe even going more in-depth than I just did. But, you know, get your information where you can because we're clearly not getting it anywhere else. Let's see. Uh, Damar Hamlin. I don't know what to tell you about the Damar Hamlin thing. They, uh, they, they, uh, they walked somebody out that looks like Damar Hamlin, kind of, during the Super Bowl. He was wearing a blasphemous letterman's jacket with Jesus on the back, sort of depicted as a Mr. Potato Head, with sewn-on detachable parts like a wig and shoes and all this other thing, and he's sort of depicted as like this doll on a cross. It's really disgusting, and uh, I, d- I don't know what's going on. That's about all I can say. You know, there's a tattoo on his left hand, but there's not a, t- a visible tattoo on his left neck where there used to be. And then he has a talk allegedly with Michael Strahan, where he's sitting across from him, and Strahan straight up asks him what his doctor said about him him losing consciousness and the heart attack and whatever. And he said he he's not at liberty to say that he's going to stay away from the details and stay away from talking about that. We know it's jab related. You know, whether he's dead or not, I don't know. Whether it's him or not, I don't know. Here's what I do know. It was jab-related. Whether he's alive with a heart attack or he's deader than a doornail, that, that dude got that way because of the jabs. That's, that's where I come out on this whole issue. That's the thread that runs through this that is ironclad. So, yeah, jabs. There you go. Not getting better with time. Here's the next thing. A Michigan State University shooter, allegedly. Gateway Pundit, titled Update, MSU Mass Shooter. I love how they always say mass. Mass shooter. A black male, three killed and five injured, suspect shot himself in head as police were approaching. Lots of different takes on this. Jesse James and I were texting back and forth about this. He heard about it before I did um, and asked me what I thought. I said, I'm not entirely sure. There's certainly lots of distractions going on. He says that a coworker of his has a cousin who goes there and was is one of the deceased, apparently. Um, yeah, I basically asked, where did this happen? You know, was it outside of a bar? things of that nature. He got back to me. He, he was told by uh, a cop friend of his that apparently the shooting took place in the Union Hall, which is like a study hall, basically. And then another, well, then basically the guy shot himself inside of his car. Um, apparently the person's name is, let me bring this up here real quick, Anthony McRae. 
He's got a previous charge for weapons possession. Apparently, he did a year and six months in jail. And that was back in 2019. He was discharged in 2021. And there you go. So, I'm inclined to believe it happened, I guess. Uh, Jesse James's daughters go to Western Michigan University, and even their president has put out an email to everybody, basically saying our thoughts and prayers are with them if counseling is needed, etc., etc. Yeah, and you know wh- whether the mainstream media touches this one with a ten-foot pole or not is you know time will tell. The guy was black. Yeah. It's a fact of life. If that's the case, nine times out of ten, it's not going to be brought up because it doesn't check all the right boxes, doesn't fit the profile. But in any case, I mean, you got to hand it to the enemy. You, you know, you got to hand it to them. Whether this was random or coordinated is is another question. My money's on coordinated, frankly, certainly as a media distraction because it seems like every single distraction card from the deep state and the powers that be are all being played right now. It just seems like they're constantly being played. What's the only card now that hasn't been played? Um, that would be nuclear war of some kind, although I don't think, I don't know if nuclear weapons are real or not. I've, I've heard a lot of people say that they're not real, that there's just hydrogen bombs and different variations of hydrogen bombs. But in any case, One particular story is certainly distracting from another, and they're not counting on people paying attention to all of them at the same time. And I can tell you that when you do pay attention to all of them at the same time, it's exhausting. It it certainly is exhausting and maddening because, again, you you hear people joke about stuff like this, and I just don't think it's funny. They sort of stick their nose up in the air, and then they say, well, whatever, I don't live there. It's not my problem. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, this is everybody's problem. All of these psychological operations taking place, whether they're real or manufactured, are uh, are all a serious problem. So there's that. Okay, education things, as if you needed more reasons to leave American K-12 schools. Here's another one, Seattle. Sicily threw this my way. It comes from Just the News. Seattle Public Schools consider closures as student enrollment plunges. Now, I've brought this up before because, again, Seattle has considered this and I believe has already closed a number of them, uh, certainly in the past. And, of course, what are they blaming? Well, they're blaming the pandemic, ladies and gentlemen, this invisible thing that doesn't exist and uh, that's the reason why there's high rates of crime and why people aren't going to school anymore because of the pandemic. Okay. It says uh, this as well. It says consolidating some schools for the 2024-25 school year could save $28 million as the district proje- uh, projects a $92 million budget shortfall that year. Seattle Public Schools may have to close some of its schools over the next few years as the district battles budget shortages and plummeting enrollment after the COVID-19 pandemic. It says the district does not plan on closing any of its 106 schools next year, and the earliest closures may occur in the 24-25 school year, 
so says the Seattle Times last week. Again, this business of consolidating schools, ladies and gentlemen, is a lack of enrollment. That's, that's what really is going on here. The reason they're moving particular people around and, uh, and even getting rid of staff members and then basically just shoring up everything and throwing them all into different buildings is because a lack of enrollment. That's not going to get better with time. It says student enrollment has dropped to roughly 50,000 students from nearly 54,000 in the 2019-2020 school year. In a best-case scenario, it says the school administrators expect 49,000 students by 2032, and in a worst-case scenario, enrollment may be as low as 43,000 students. Well, you're Seattle, number one. You're loaded with heroin all the time. That's number two. Number three, you're riddled with crime and Antifa. And, and, you're all jabbed. So, how's that going to work out for school enrollment in the future? Pretty basic dots to connect, and they're awfully close to one another. Here's another one, too, and this is interesting also. This comes from, uh, from AJ. AJ threw this my way. And I have a little more to read from him also, along with uh, from Kim Carter in just a moment here regarding some of her patients and some of the things that she's seeing, of course, regarding the jabs, being a nurse and all. But uh, AJ threw this my way. This is from the StanfordReview.org. It says, forced masking shows Stanford hates fun. 45% of students report still being required to wear masks. This was back on February 8th. It says it's been nearly three years since March 2020 when the pandemic began and Stanford sent students home. Vaccine became, vaccines rather became widely available over two years ago. They're bioweapons, whatever. And more than a year has passed since the university mandated its overwhelmingly young and healthy student body to get booster shots. Uh-oh. Any reasonable individual would assume that the pandemic would be fully in the rearview mirror at Stanford, but for anyone who has followed the news for the past year, reasonable and Stanford are two words infrequently found together. Last year, students faced months of all-campus mask mandates and weekly required COVID testing. To this day, Stanford still strongly recommends masking, quote-unquote, indoors. The administration also leaves classroom masking policies up to professors. Alas, it shouldn't be, you know, I'll tell you what, before I continue, that move right there, you talk about division, and you talk about making zero sense whatsoever, and purposefully angering any student who attends, who might have any sense in their brains whatsoever. That move right there is going to piss off copious amounts of people because Professor A is going to say, you don't have to wear your masks. Professor B then in their very next class is going to say, it's up to you. And Professor C is going to say, you have to wear the masks or you can't come to class. By not having some common sense policy across the entire school, that basically, again, says, if you want to be a dummy and wear a mask, go ahead and be a dummy. If you don't want to be and you have common sense and you know this entire thing is fake, then don't wear a mask because you will be showing everybody how intelligent you are. 
They could do that. They could say all of that, but they're not going to. They would rather have everybody confused, doing whatever the machine tells them, and then driving themselves into their own state of madness. You know, one of the, <laughs> I'll say this too before I continue the article, one of the aspects that I think that's sort of consistently being hidden and certainly not discussed at great length, and I'm going to just again briefly mention it here, is the mental and emotional impact that this entire PSYOP has had on everybody, but the long-term effects of it. Yes, a lot of people are waking up, and yes, a lot of people are saying, you know what, we, uh, I feel like we all got taken advantage of, we were used. You know, people panicked about this, that, and the other, and they didn't have to. It kind of became its own religion, the mask wearing and the shot taking and, and yelling at people about doing this and that. Once a person has already done that, though, and a person is still doing it, shaking them loose from that is going to be a tough thing to do. That's going to be a tough nut to crack. Because if they're already gone mentally and emotionally, and they've already believed all of this, and they're still believing it, they're not going to get better. They're just going to keep taking shots and keep wearing the mask and looking down on people who don't. It's not going to work out for them. But the, the, the short-term and long-term mental and emotional health that this is taking on people is, uh, again, it's one of those just incalculable things. It continues, and it says, uh, Alas, it shouldn't be shocking that many Stanford professors seem hellbent on instituting a forever COVID mentality where masking is a ritualistic part of daily life. After discovering that the professors in two of my science classes decided to require masks, I decided to run a poll on Fizz to see how common mask mandates are on the farm. Nearly half of Stanford students report being in class that requires masks. 45% out of uh, 428 votes, apparently, according to this person. It says, one might ask, masks are just a piece of cloth that aren't that uncomfortable. So why not just strap one on and go on with life, quote-unquote? To put it simply, the mask mandate embraces a considerable number of faculty and administrators are an embrace of falsehood and pointless fear, precisely what a university ought to stand against. Forcing students to submit to pointless regulations saps the energy and creativity from the classroom. When kids can't even see the facial expressions of their friends sitting next to them in class, it should be no surprise that a general malaise has descended on Stanford. The mentality that leads to forced masking extreme risk aversion is identical to the one administrators embraced to destroy so much of what made Stanford unique and special. Uh, it's a, it, it goes on and on here. Here's the deal. They're jabbed. Again, the constant thread that runs through the, throughout this entire thing. They're jabbed, and many of them, again, are mandated to take a booster shot. They're not going to make it. They can play all the masking games they want. They injected the eugenic poison directly into their bloodstream because the university told them to. Again, 
we we've heard all these different stories of 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 course people dying on campuses and this is happening frequently by the way again this is one of those just another thing that the media is not discussing the media is not bringing up and it's only happening i mean the media is only bringing this up if it's some student athlete or even a former student athlete a former student athlete at georgia dies you know uh they were in their early 30s and and they're dead I also find it a bit strange that there's an awful lot of car accidents taking place, too. A lot of car accidents among college students all of a sudden. College students riding together and they die in a car accident. I mean, that happened after the uh, college national championship football game, did it not? Two or three college students who were associated with the team, with Georgia, were in a car accident. Nobody's wondering if they were jabbed. Did they have to be jabbed to be a part of uh, University of Georgia? Probably. It can't get more obvious, I don't think. It just can't. These vaccidents are everywhere. But Stanford's running a poll. I mean, they got a Stanford student running a poll on mask wearing. How about you run a poll on how many people are sick from the jabs? How about you do that one? Honest to God, there's bigger things going on. Well, we don't like mask wearing, and it's really uncomfortable, but, you know, if the machine tells us to do it, well, you know, just just do it and get on with life. It's a little worse than that. You're doing what the enemy is telling you, and your mask wearing is going to be the least of your problems. Which leads me to this. I want to mention this, too, and, and AJ brought this up, and rightfully so. This is an important point. It's something I've briefly touched on in the past. And I'm just going to touch on it one more time here. It has to do with the chemical castration that's happening with countless people, even including the current bioweapon jabs. All of these vaccines over the course of decades have led to what we are seeing regarding a complete decline in the mental and emotional health of adults and youth. And there's no doubt that the vaccines, quote-unquote, that people have taken as a part of some regular schedule that they think is being used to prevent something for which does not even exist, that all of that poison that they're putting in their bodies is having a direct impact on their reproductive organs and the hormones in their body. And it just so happens, based on numerous studies that, uh, that, that are, well, have already been conducted and continue to be conducted, is that the vast majority of the individuals who are pretending to be women when they are men or pretending to be men when they are women are not only vaccinated to the bone, but they are somewhere on the autism spectrum. Now, we know that autism wasn't even a thing before vaccination, and we know for a fact that vaccination causes autism. This is causing, however, a much larger problem which is the complete decline of common sense among individuals, and that directly is related to, of course, a chemical shift in the brain that occurs throughout the entire body from body system to body system, and it's causing mass confusion among people. So much so that they actually think that walking around a school building and being called gay is a good thing, that being called a tranny or bisexual or claiming that you are when in fact you're not is a good thing. It, uh, it defies logic. 
but it's chemical castration. That's what it is. Is it in the food? Of course it's in the food. It's in terrible diets. It's in a lot of the things that are consumed that you know people drink, so on and so forth. But it's the medical industry, without a doubt. It's the farm, pharmacia medical industry. They're directly involved in allowing the, uh, the manipulation of the mind among countless people, in particular teachers now and youth, both adults and children. And when they start working together in the same environments and they start saying the same nonsense, they're going to start agreeing on the same nonsense. So this chemical castration stuff is a very, very real deal. I want to round out this episode by playing some audio here in just a few minutes, but I, I want to get to this first. And again, my apologies for not having the exact thread here because I think I accidentally deleted it. But Kim Carter sent me, uh, she sent me a message the other day from a nurse that she works with who, who apparently is jabbed and gave birth to a child, a female. And, uh, the female child has been diagnosed with Turner syndrome. And here is what Turner syndrome is. Keep in mind, the mother is jabbed and was jabbed, I believe, during the pregnancy, if memory serves, sometime before birth. It says Turner syndrome, also known as 45X or 45XO, is a genetic condition in which a female is partially or completely missing an X chromosome. Signs and symptoms vary among those affected. Often, a short and webbed neck, low-set ears, low hairline at the back of the neck, short stature and swollen hands and feet are seen at birth. Typically, those affected do not develop menstrual periods or breasts without hormone treatment, and are unable to have children without reproductive technology. Heart defects, diabetes, and low thyroid hormone occur in the disorder more frequently than average. Most people with Turner syndrome have normal intelligence, however. Uh, many have problems with spatial visualization and may be needed in order that may be needed rather in order to learn mathematics. Vision and hearing problems are also uh, also occur rather more often than average. It says Turner syndrome is not usually inherited; rather, it occurs during formation of the reproductive cells in a parent or an early cell division during development. No environmental risks are known, and the mother's age does not play a role. So, if no environment risks are known and the mother's age does not play a role, allegedly that pretty much narrows it down as to what the problem is, doesn't it? It's injections. This, again, is another form of chemical castration. The children being born to jabbed mothers are not normal. They're, they're chemically castrated. Their DNA is snapped in half. It's com they're completely different. Uh, continues. It says, while most people have 46 chromosomes, people with Turner syndrome usually have 45 in some or all cells. The chromosomal abnormality is often present in just some cells, in which case it is known as Turner syndrome with 
uh, mosaicism, if I'm saying that right, probably not. In these cases, the symptoms are usually fewer and possibly none occur at all. Diagnosis is based on physical signs and genetic testing. No cure for Turner syndrome is known. Treatment may help with symptoms. Human growth hormone injections during childhood may increase adult height. Estrogen replacement therapy can promote development of the breasts and hips. Medical care is often required to manage other health problems with which Turner syndrome is associated. It occurs between 1 and 2,000 and 1 in 5,000 females at birth. This is all regions of the world and cultures are affected about equally. Generally, people with Turner syndrome have a shorter life expectancy, most due, mostly due to heart problems and diabetes. So again, you know, it's, it's not going to end well for their child. I, I, it's, it's depressing. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what else to say. There's no, uh, there's no silver lining in this. Yes, there are children being born to jabbed individuals. But ladies and gentlemen, these are not healthy children. And yes, you, you take these jabs, you're snapping your DNA in half. It's proven. Those are just proven statements. I've read those peer-reviewed articles on this show before. Your DNA is permanently damaged. Honest to God, you know, just the people that are not thinking, the people have, who, who have absolutely no idea what's taking place right now. It's astounding to me. Absolutely astounding. Okay. This one, uh, here's a piece of audio. And then I want to read an email from a listener to round out the episode here. I know this has been a bit of a downer. You know, my apologies. Uh, the, the email I have to read, though, is a bit of an upper and certainly a, a bright light in all of this chaos, which is going to be a nice way to round this all out. But uh, this audio is. It hits the nail right on the head. And again, to anybody who either criticized me or criticized anybody for speaking the truth about what these jabs are doing to people, in particular from a reproductive standpoint, well, you're going to want to give this a listen. So here is Dr. Nagaze, if I'm saying that right. I believe he's giving a speech here in Washington, D.C., out in the streets. He has a microphone, a speaker, and spitting the truth, ladies and gentlemen. So give this a listen in three, two, one. We are dealing with people who have the money, the power to pollute the entire human genome. I think because of this, we're going to lose about a billion children. So any mother any mother to be even if she is not pregnant yet if she gets an mrna vaccine those mrnas are going to go to the ovaries there's dna that stays silent that is never transcribed into proteins until the next generation and it'll only show up when that adult tries to have another child Five billion people have been injected so far on this planet. Half of them are women. Two and a half billion. Half of them will be women who are young enough to have children. 
There are 1.25 billion carriers of mutations in the egg cell line of their bodies. 1.25 million women who are capable of giving birth to children who carry something that has never been seen before in the human species, in the entire human genome. I won't be able to tell until problems start happening in the children and grandchildren and the great-grandchildren. This is the magnitude of evil we are dealing with. Now you've heard me say this before, that depopulation is not only a very real thing, and it's a pitchfork with multiple spikes on it. There's multiple forked ends at the head of, of, that, of that giant pitchfork of depopulation. There are multiple ways to accomplish it. There's multiple ways to get it done. Endless ways. War, of course, is a massive one, and then, of course, all of the other things associated with war. And, I mean, right down to the very teeny little details, such as displacing someone, moving one, you know, a, a person or a family from point A to point B, uh, the elimination of money, poverty, food, water, etc., etc. But this is a generational depopulation program that's taking place right now. The larger problem, too, of course, is that people cannot grasp that level of evil. They don't know it exists. They don't want to believe for a minute that governments are directly involved, including our own, and that individuals within our government may not be the shot callers, so to speak, but they're at the very least bought off to not bring it up, which, if you think about it, makes them complicit, of course, in murder. I mean, we've, we've seen and heard about endless cases where if individuals know that a murder is going to take place and they don't do anything to stop it, then they're complicit in it taking place. Just like the person who's in a getaway car sitting in the back seat, and they're questioned by police. Well, did you know that you were driving to so-and-so's house and that a murder was going to take place? Well, I didn't know, but they said they were going to hurt somebody. They said they might hurt somebody, but I didn't know they were going to kill anybody. And then they say, well, why did you drive in the car? Why did you ride in the car with them? If you thought that they were going to hurt somebody, well, I, I didn't know, and I, you know, I'm not 100% sure. That person's in jail. That person can also find themselves being convicted as being a part of a, uh, you know, of a murder scheme or something to that extent. That's what politicians are engaging in here. That's what all of this is. This depopulation agenda, again, short and long term, is already wreaking havoc on our economy and the workforce. Again, less and less people are attending all kinds of events. Pick one. This is the constant throughout. But don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, the Super Bowl. Right? Pay attention to the Super Bowl. Pay attention to the bread and circus. Pay attention to this, that, and the other. They're not paying attention to the fact that, that there's a scheme right now that's wiping us off the face of the planet. 
And yes, there are multiple things happening at the exact same time and multiple plates spinning. I, I get that. But uh, depopulation is just a multi-pronged effect and multi-pronged approach. And unfortunately, there are endless people who have no idea that that is even a thing. That again, that level of evil actually exists. And it most certainly does. In fact, let me tie this back to education very quickly, because uh, AJ Gochik tossed me another text message the other day, which I, you know, I, I read it and I thought, man, this is awful. And then I kept thinking about it hours after he sent it to me, and I thought, this is a this is a, a depopulation thing. This is one of those things that is a variable in the equation, or one of those little, uh, you know, if you think of depopulation as being a giant wheel of fortune wheel kind of thing, okay? There are millions of, maybe not millions, but there's lots of them, lots of spaces on that wheel that would constitute playing the depopulation agenda out as, as clearly as, as we, at least we can see it. Um, and again, it's education related and it's sad, but he sent me this and I just wanted to read this very quickly. He said, I have a carpenter at my house. He's talking to his fifth grade public school grandson on the phone on speaker. The grandson told his mom that he wants to bring a knife to school because he doesn't feel safe. The mom and grandfather are scoring the kid, or scorning the kid rather, uh, and discussing transferring to another public school in a different city where grandpa lives. I don't like how they're handling it, AJ said, blaming the kid for wanting to protect himself and Grandpa telling the kid the schools in his area are worse, so he needs to shape up. And then AJ said, pull him out of school completely. Homeschool is the only way, or is the way. I said, they have no idea how easy it is. I said, the Matrix grabs these people and holds on so tightly, the enslaved defend it to the end. The kid is not going to end up well, I told him. I said, tell them about Obeka, if you can, and tell them that you homeschool your kids if you didn't already. He said, thanks. He said, I'm going to have a talk with him. He knows my daughter homeschools, but didn't seem interested in hearing more. This, again, is part of the depopulation agenda because a child like that, in a school system like that, who is having a conversation with his mother, his own mother and his grandfather about wanting to bring a knife to school because he doesn't feel safe. And the mother, because of laziness, a lack of knowledge, and the, and the brainwashing and the indoctrination and all of it, same with the grandfather, and using excuses to, to justify their position by saying that he just needs to toughen up and deal with it and go back to school. Ladies and gentlemen, any thinking person who isn't brainwashed, who had a child come home and say, I want to bring a knife to school because I don't feel safe, any logical parent would pull their child out of school immediately. You would pull them out instantly. There would be no question beyond it. They'd say, I mean, again, engaged parents and knowledgeable people would sit their child down and, and ask them endless questions. What's going on? Why is it you feel this way? 
tell me, you know, tell me what else is going on. What are you hearing? What are you seeing? How are you being treated? How are other people being treated? What are teachers doing? What are they not doing? What are administrators doing? What are they not doing? Are people getting away with it? There are endless questions to ask, but even prefacing the conversation before you even ask a question, would, you would say something like, thank you for telling me that. You're, you're no longer going to that school anymore. We're going to look into other ways to educate you because there are endless ways. There are even online, public, free schooling programs. And if the child, again, is old enough to read and write, they're old enough to teach themselves. This is a child who has his head on straight and sees the dangers right in front of his face. And he's telling his own family members about it, and they're dismissing it. That is a depopulation agenda, too, because that child isn't going to survive. Not just because somebody might hurt him in the school. But because as he ages and no one is protecting him, he's going to have to protect himself by any means necessary. The child is going to get angrier and angrier and just more and more angry as time goes on. That's going to lead to bad decisions. Those bad decisions are going to increase the cause of death and the likelihood of the cause of death among the child. This is the slippery slope. This is the connection that all of this has to one another. So again, depopulation has multiple prongs on it. Okay? Just there's there's multiple ways to accomplish it. Almost endless ways. That right there is one of them. Is one of them. That is a straight up cry for help. But for a child to say that, that shows that that's a very aware child. That is a vigilant child. I want to bring a knife to school because I don't feel safe. You don't yell at the child and say, well, that's a terrible decision. Don't bring a knife to school. Why would you do that? that that's, not, that's not the approach to take. What in the hell is going on inside of the building that has the child feeling unsafe? A child's intuition, ladies and gentlemen, when, the, when they are tuned in, to the environment around them can be as it can just be the most accurate thing on the face of the planet that's not an accident it's actually a survivable skill it's a survivable characteristic four-legged wild animals have have those instincts so do we we have those too and this child has it apparently better than the two adults in his life but unfortunately the behavior of the unaware adults and the lack of vigilance among the unaware adults is going to bleed into the behavior of the child, and that's going to get worse. That's just going to get worse with time. But with that said, shifting gears and ending on a positive note, I want to bring this up because this was, uh, this was much needed, and I think, frankly, it's, it's going to be needed at the end of this episode right now because. I needed to read this, and I want to thank this individual for sending this to me. It was just one of those things that I really needed to read. I told them, uh, I asked them if I could read this. They said, absolutely. They said, go for it. I'm going to leave their names out of it, but uh, here's, here's what they said. They said, I live in Missouri with my wife and my 15-year-old daughter. 
They said we left California uh, before it self-destructed about six years ago. We continue to encourage our friends that remain there to exit us out of the state. One of them has considered the idea, the other friend that I have not so much. Anyway, I wanted to write you about the I wanted to write to you about the journey that I have been on in learning things from your program that, to be quite honest, was very new to me. My wife, daughter, and I did not buy the jabs, nor did we buy the scandemic from day one. For your information, our daughter has been homeschooled since the beginning. She was 75% homeschooled when she was younger, and when we moved to Missouri, was 100% homeschooled after this. Fortunately for us, we began to ask questions about the bioweapon, and we continued as best we could where we lived to do the things that we were used to before the lockdowns. We would fume and get upset when Fauci would come on the television and talk to us about masking when he said it was ineffective several months before. We would go places without masks and people would engage us, but most of the time we would just ignore them. We also found people who did not believe in this hysteria to hang out with and do things with, which also helped. In fact, my daughter plays volleyball, and there was an entire homeschool volleyball league that had, that had done during this time of the lockdowns. It was pretty cool. We kept ourselves informed and refused to buy into the deception that we were able to recognize when things were off. Some of our friends and family members were not so lucky since they decided to get the shot out of fear. My best friend's wife got the jab, and ever since then, she has had breathing issues. She sleeps mostly every night with an oxygen mask on her face and is continuously trying to recover. It upsets me that she ignored what we had to say about these shots and out of fear went and received it anyway. Since then, I have been listening to your podcast, and some of the information you bring up in passing has caused me to do some digging myself. Oh, Nelly! Exclamation point. Uh, I would like to go through this with you in some detail and then tell you where I am on the other side. It all started with Tucker Carlson. Although I think that some of his reporting and interviews are puff pieces, there have been some things that he has reported on that should have gathered instant traction and brought down government alphabet organizations, such as the plan of the FBI to essentially end a sitting president's life. It was then I thought to myself, if this government could be involved in this and shroud and hide this, what else have they been hiding? So when you mention things in passing, I began to make note of them and research them. The first thing I looked up was that Earth was round. Oh my goodness, I've been taught all my life that the Earth was round. In fact, I was going to go to aeronautical school and become an astronaut at one point in my life. It was not until I watched some documentaries about the subject that I began to see that our state, that the state of our world is, in fact, more amazing than just a ball going thousands of miles an hour around a sun. In fact, after I watched the documentaries, my family sat down and discussed this reality and began just observing some of the information about the data these documentaries were presenting. After I talked with my daughter, who is 15 years old, she became upset and said, Why are the textbooks teaching us 
that a man walked on the moon when they never did? Why are they teaching us lies? Quote, unquote. Then she said, quote, you know what, Dad, if, you have ki- if I have kids, I'm homeschooling my kids, unquote. I laughed out loud because it was just a couple of years ago that my daughter, due to her homeschooling, was leaning toward not doing this with her children. In fact, she was a fr- I'm sorry, it says, in fact, she has a friend of hers whose name is so-and-so, and she discussed this subject with him. At first, he was a bit apprehensive about believing this until he saw the interview with Buzz Aldrin, who admitted to an eight-year-old girl that they never went to the moon. He, along with my daughter, searched for the video interview, and after he saw it, his eyes became wide as saucers, and he said, quote, Wow, why are our textbooks teaching this lie that we went to the moon? Unquote. Then you mentioned later on in passing the scam that was the Holocaust and said to start with a documentary called Europa, The Last Battle. Just so you know, I'm an American who happens to be black. I do not like the term black American as it divides me from those who share my nationality as an American. My wife is white and Mexican, and my daughter, of course, is mixed. Oh my goodness. This one made me a bit more apprehensive to follow, but I decided to give it a a viewing, keeping in mind that the government has lied to us about countless things. This documentary was a roller coaster of emotions and thoughts. I became angry at how I was lied to about our history at this particular time. I absolutely cried when I heard and saw that these fake commie Jews in our country, as well as Europe, did to Hitler and the German people. I mean, I literally cried. I had to stop the video because it was so overwhelming what our country did to them and how they set them up to be the pariah and the scum of the earth and were responsible for the rise of communism in China and North Korea. The German people were never the same after the Nuremberg trials. It was disgusting. It was there at those trials that this Holocaust lie and many other lies were promoted in the world. After I watched Hitler and his plans for the people he was governing over, I thought to myself, would have loved to have lived in Germany and become a citizen back then. Germany was more American than America was. Hitler was more of an American president than the president was. I was overwhelmed at how communism has spread to every aspect of our lives and how it impacts us today. How the same language is being used today to silence critics and those who would ask questions from Holocaust deniers, quote-unquote, to vaccine deniers, quote-unquote. It is all the same language, with the same playbook from the same people. I was able to bring this up with a friend of mine who was against homeschooling. I had brought out a 1963 document in the congressional record that detailed the communist plans for America. We have this document hung on our refrigerator. All I did was just list them out to him. After hearing about sexualizing the children at a young age and infiltrating the school system, his eyes became wide as saucers, and he said, quote, This was written in 1963? I did not know that, unquote. I had told him about the Federal Reserve System and how its only goal is to manipulate the currency to keep a country in debt which renders a nation and its people powerless and enslaved to that system. All of this was eye-opening for him. Ever since then, I have not been able to look at conversations I have with people around me the same way. 
People discuss history with me, and the question I now ask them is, quote, are you sure about that? Unquote. To me, America presently is America in name only. The founders of this country would be angry at us because we took up because they took up arms for less than this. When I talk to my friends about conservative quote unquote issues or conservative people quote unquote, I laugh because it all seems so petty and manufactured. Even the stupid spy balloon when they put it up on TV. I laugh because I know this is not a spy balloon. The communists already own this land and they do not need a spy balloon. Now we are shooting down unidentified objects, quote-unquote. All of these things are distractions designed to keep us in the matrix and not to ask questions about the government and reality. Well, I refuse to take the blue pill. This is not America. This is not my country. This is not our president or our Congress. This is not what the framers intended. Thank you for your podcast. I truly do appreciate your work and service. It encourages me to know that there are those out there who continue to ask questions and seek the facts no matter where they lead, and this makes us all the better. Unquote. Well, again, that's absolutely fantastic. And you, I mean, you can clearly see here what, what homeschooling can do, too, and the benefits of homeschooling. It can help wake up endless people to endless subjects. That's the thing that the public school system and the university system seeks to eliminate. It seeks to eliminate not only thought and critical thinking and asking questions and things of that nature, real dialogue, real civil dialogue, but what it seeks to do is suck up your time so that you don't have the time to think that you don't have the time to sit in silence, that you don't have the time to wonder or ask questions. This is, this is just what it does, which is exactly why homeschooling and even online education at the university level ensures that you, that you have the time to do that. It ensures that you take the time to do that, that you sit in silence and that you can ask yourself questions, and hopefully find answers. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, I've known, I've, known, I've known endless parents to wake up their children to very serious subjects, and I've known children to wake up their parents to very serious subjects. Even dating back to when I was a school teacher, I would bring up particular things in the classroom um, that were accurate, and unfortunately, I didn't teach everything that was accurate, but some of the things I would bring up, again, would be some rather serious subjects of a health-related standpoint, and then they would go home and tell their parents, and their parents would say, that's amazing. Keep listening in his class because you're teaching us stuff that, that we didn't even know. And, you know, learning is not about titles, and it's not about a person being in one position or another everybody has a responsible you know has a responsibility to do that but also everybody has a responsibility to unlearn also and yeah it is uncomfortable and when you hear about the lying and the deception and the death that is associated with the truth about what's gone on that's the red pill that once you take it you can't 
you can't barf that one back up. I mean, that one you're going to keep down forever. So like he said, there's, there's, no, there's no taking a blue pill anymore. There's no going back. And yeah, it's maddening and it's depressing. And, you know, this is, I'm exhausted. I mean, this entire episode here, I've just been exhausted re- recording this because I am exhausted. And uh, it's tiring because war is tiring and it's supposed to be. But, you know, hopefully we take care of ourselves and we, we get up the next day and we continue to unlearn and we continue to learn and have a dialogue and shake off the enemy as, as best we can, but, but learn their ways and learn their methods. That way, whatever occurs doesn't maybe impact us uh, negatively all of the time. So I needed that email. I appreciate that. I like to think I'm having some kind of an impact with this, with this show here. Uh, I knew I started it on purpose. I was deliberate with wanting to start it because of the seriousness of what I was seeing taking place, in particular within education and, of course, the medical profession. But uh, I'm not in this for any award of any kind. I'm not interested in anybody hoisting me over their shoulders. You know, that's not, uh, that's not, that's certainly not the point. The point is just to wake up anybody. Doesn't matter who it is, but this right here is a perfect example of the kind of thing I'm talking about. It's perfect. Another, another homeschooling family listening to the show and, and learning things. Because this right here is, is a perfect example of homeschooling education. Again, yes, K-12 students who attend schools can listen to this show anytime they want. But the kinds of subjects that get brought up and, and, the, and the kinds of references that I'm making, they're not going to be able to look those up in a school environment. You're not going to find that in the old media center of a high school. It's just not going to exist. Again, I'll, I'll just end with this. And again, I, I greatly appreciate the email. And thank you again very much for listening to the show and, and e- emailing me and reaching out. Uh, any, anybody can do that anytime they'd like, and I'll always get back to you. You don't have to compliment me either. You can just tell me what's going on and tell me some observations that you're making and, and things that are taking place, but it's all greatly appreciated. Um, yeah, I'll just finish by saying this again. I'm not a biblical scholar, and I'll never claim to be. Um, I enjoy the book greatly, and I'm certain that somewhere in that book, it discusses the need to be silent and the need to, to be quiet and seek solitude, because that's where you're going to end up hearing the right answers, and you're going to end up hearing the right thoughts. And that's what's going to lead people in particular directions that could save a life. And those opportunities are daily, I think. I mean, they're constant. They're constantly trying to reach us with, with positive messages. Again, whether it's God, our guardian angels, the people in our previous, uh, you know, the, the people in our lives who have, who have since passed, they're trying to reach out to us and tell us a great many things because they know. They know more than we do now. And, uh, and I just think that silence is one of those things that, that allows that to happen. But I'll tell you what, it's not, it's not going to happen in a K-12 environment or a university environment. It just won't. 
those systems are crumbling to the ground and they deserve to crumble to the ground. So certainly take your children off the battlefield because that email right there is a perfect example of what happens when you don't subject your child to the battlefield. They can learn about the battle without standing on the field. Give them a nice view of the, of the battlefield. They can see it. They can learn about it. They can analyze it. And then when they start communicating about it, that's when the real learning sets in. Because, yeah, truth is stranger than fiction, but as you've heard me say a thousand times, even out of the mouth of Judge Judy, when you tell the truth, you don't need a good memory. I think we'd all be surprised as to what we are capable of learning just because it's the truth. And the reason that all of this is crumbling right now is because of all of the lies. And that crumbling isn't going to stop because the lying continues. So, there you go. Thanks for listening to the episode. Again, not an upper, but there are silver linings in in everything that's taking place here without a doubt. I know more and more people are waking up and more and more people are protecting themselves and their loved ones, and that's always an excellent thing. So I'll catch you on Friday, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.